Well, Michelle, thank you for joining me. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, thanks for having me. We get to talk all things money or NIL. But um, So talk to us. So you, you obviously started the NIL network. Talk to us a little bit about what the NIL network is. Yeah, so really in November of 2020, um, I was looking into van image and likeness. It was something that I've been following closely since 2014 uh, when the Edo Van case got settled. And in 2020, looking at it, going, gosh, this is going into effect in next summer. Uh, yeah. Florida has passed their bill to go into effect, so it wasn't necessarily going to be nationwide, but at least Florida was going to have their bill in effect. Right. And as I started looking around, Googling names like this, there really wasn't that much information out there that could help athletes, coaches, administrators understand all these changes that were going to come the following right. summer. Um, and so I started NIL Network really to try to pull together some of those resources and to just try to build a hub of kind of all things NIL, very much as a passion project yeah. um, to, to start. And yeah, from there, with the, the space growing, the industry growing, and it being so startup heavy, um, right. started to build you know, relationships within the space and really starting to understand the dynamic of, of what was coming. The sure. states all started kind of panicking to get something in place. Right. They, you know, um, college athletics, a lot of it goes back to recruiting. And right. if Florida has a state NIL law that allows their athletes to make money off endorsement deals and neighboring Georgia does not, um, you know, that's that's a huge recruiting advantage. Right. And right. so moving into the spring of 2021, that's when we started to see all of the states just kind of cascading and passing and rushing their legislation through until we got to. Uh, July 1st, the NCAA put their hands up and said, all right, Fair. we're changing it. So it's the wild, wild west now, right? It's, oh, yes, yeah. and it has been for, yeah. So, so do, you, do you represent athletes with the NIL Network, or is it more just like providing information for players, yeah, coaches? So it's not, or I don't represent athletes. Um, what I have on the website is more, like I have a lot of databases and directories. So one of them being my athlete service provider directory that has all those uh, NIL agencies, sports okay. agencies, the marketplaces that athletes can utilize, build profiles mm -hmm. on that connects them with brands. Gotcha. Um, I think at this point there's about 450 companies in there oh, oh, wow. um, that I've found. And so I can imagine there's probably over a thousand yeah. startups in this space that are, are working with athletes um, either you know possibly as a platform or actively as one mm -hmm. in that representation role. So what should we know about NILs? Like how can college athletes really are looking to get into it really benefit from it aside from like let's talk about because obviously there's the college athletes with a huge social media following but the college athlete with a handful like 600 700 followers like how can they do something to benefit themselves yeah you know i think that was something that was a big misconception july 1st 2021 you see all the headlines oh, you get you get right right <laughs> and you know all of these other athletes thousand NCAA yeah. athletes, and they're going, well, where's mine? And right. I love money. Right. And um, I think that the, the misconception is, you know, that it is, it's just a handout, where it, it really isn't. It is right. work. The nice thing about NIL for college athletes is that it is work on their time. Mm -hmm. And so they can't, we know they're full-time students, they're full-time athletes, so right. they can't hold those regular kind of part-time jobs where they have to be somewhere from a you know, an eight to five or whatnot, and there's right. there's practice schedules are always right. fluctuating, right. and so NIL um, allows them to take advantage of some of these opportunities when they have the time to do it. When they go into season, um, they could taper it back a little bit. When in their summer, they can do a little bit more, um, and it's really they're controlling their own business of themselves, essentially. Right. Um, and I think like 
a good way for them to get started. A lot of these marketplaces out there um, that they create profiles on are a really easy way to get started. Usually, or typically, they're they're national, so they're supporting all brands and all athletes. Right. Um, and they're working with national brands that want to activate thousands of college athletes across the country. So a lot of these marketplaces don't have job boards where an athlete can go in and apply oh, for a certain like you know brand deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be life changing money. Sure. It's going to be fifty bucks, hundred bucks. Free food post, here, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like really simple stuff. But I think that's a good way for athletes to get started. If they want to do things that are a little bit more meaningful, um, I think that the biggest advantage of college athletes, especially if you're looking at their social media platforms, is they have a young audience that follows them and is right. engaged with their content. Eighteen to twenty-four year olds, which are typically hard for you know the um, brands and businesses to often to get in front of. And then they also have a hyper-localized following. So whether they are from their hometown or where they're currently playing, right. there is a big community that follows them um, from those two places. And so I think the, the local businesses, the local restaurants, especially around campus, um, are a great opportunity. Now, I will say that local businesses, it's, they need to be educated on this as well. Yeah. How do they do it? How do they find the athletes? Um, what kind of contracts do they need? what kind of ROI can they expect, what does right, that budget right. look like, and so we're at this place right now where I think that there's a lot of opportunity at the local level, it just takes a longer time sure. to get from, hey, I'm reaching out to you, to, hey, we're finally closing yeah. this deal, which can be frustrating for the athletes, and I, I don't blame them for it. Yeah, um, I yeah. would tell, you know, for the last year, I was at San Diego State as their NIL coordinator, and um, talking to the athletes there, I'm like, man, in San Diego, we have... 85,000 local businesses and it is wide open right now yeah. like almost none of those 85,000 have done any type of NIL activations right now however so we have this wide open field which is a great opportunity but we also have to go through that education right, process right. versus in five years from now what I see is um, that these brands businesses will actually build NIL activations into their budget they'll understand all the pieces of it and what athletes they want to work with, what gives them the best return on investment, that type of thing. So it won't be as wide open for the athletes to be able to approach these businesses, right. but um, you know, it will take out yeah. some of that education piece. What, what are some of the brands or businesses that are doing, doing NIL stuff really well right now? I mean, I think off the top of my head, I know that there's been, um, I, I like the ones I could Sam's Club did a yeah. really cool one where they brought in like your name had to have Sam in it. Right, I, I, I like all those like the ones. Um, there was I remember a basketball player. He didn't play that much, and like a mattress company did something with it. it was like uh, some type of bed bed warmer or something bench warmer. But it was funny. But like those ones are creative. They're clever. But. Yeah, but that that one was actually. Um, Interesting. I was speaking to the attorney that that company was working with to set yeah. that all up beforehand, okay. and um, he was telling me about it. I was like, "That is hilarious." It's I think a, they yeah. actually did a, a handful of athletes that were, um, you know, they didn't get a ton of playing time, and it right. was like, "Oh, who's the most well-rested athlete?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which yeah. I don't, it's, I don't know if I was an athlete that that would be it, like. That kind of hurts my feelings. But, but you it, to yeah, exactly. When you're when you're 2021, you're getting all that free stuff and money. And, uh, I don't know. I would take that check to, to ride the bench, I think. So, yeah. But uh, but so who else does does a good job? Um, I mean, I think that some of the uh, yeah, just like the meaningful activations. Yeah. Like that that yeah. Sam's Club one. I know that there was a 
uh, he was a football player from Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, like the coldest Crawford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, and I think that you know those type of creative type activations like, right. are, are brilliant for brands right now. I think every brand could probably come up with something a little creative like that and. Right. Right, because everyone's there's so much energy around this space, like they national attention on that. Yeah. So even before the athlete does their activation or whatever number of athletes they're doing, they've already gotten their ROI. Right. They got national press on right. this campaign. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's something you know. Whenever I'm contacting a brand or buy brands, I'm like, hey, like really think about being intentional with this and how can you engage with athletes that actually have a, a story and a meaning mm-hmm. behind it? Because yeah. you're more likely even to get that yeah return on investment before it, anything even actually happens. Yeah. No, it, it's true because it's like, it, the social media picks it up and they'd be like, oh, look how awesome this is. And yeah, no, I mean, it's cool. It's, it's cool. What do you think of the, the NIL collectives? I don't know how, how you want the NIL boosters, if you will. Like, yeah, that, that are paying for scholarships and stuff. Is that NIL going the wrong way or do you, do you think it's good? Like, I don't know. I, I have mixed opinions about good and bad. I just yeah. I think it's really, really complicated. Yeah, um, it's something these collectives you know really started with the, the Gator Collective in September of 2021. Started by a booster who mm-hmm. just said, "Hey, we want to basically fundraise and pull this right. money from our boosters and fans, whether it's through you know, bigger donations or through subscription models, where they're paying five, ten bucks a month, and then we'll activate the athletes on the other side." There's over 200 of these now, yeah. all across the country. <laughs> I actually think in the Power Five alone, there are over 200 collectives, which doesn't surprise do me. Yeah, down. that's over three on average per yeah. school. Um, I don't know how sustainable they are. Like, I think that even after speaking with some of these collectives, and they're going, we can't go back to the same well every year. Right. Like, the right. people, the boosters and the donors, you know, for the most part, want something in return. So right. when they donate to the university, the athletic department, they're getting their their booster rooms, um, their private parking lot, right. those right. type of incentives, and with. NIL, they really, I mean, there might be some events or whatnot, but where I see them going or how they can get that money in is more through almost taking the um, corporate sponsorship model. Yeah. And so going after bigger um, corporations that can, you know, the collectives are sometimes registered as nonprofits. Right. We'll see if that status also <laughs> yeah. uh, stays. Yeah. But I think that that could be a more sustainable model for them. Um, and probably wouldn't scare the athletic departments as much yeah, about yeah. Uh, going after those same dollars. But, you know, it's there's not a lot of enforcement in the space right now. Um, we know from the headlines there has been quite a few inducements and, and tampering, which is brutal on the coaches, especially right. with the, the transfer portal being so open. Mm-hmm. Um, I know roster management is just yeah. tough right now. Um, and it, it, I think it will. I mean, it's hard to say, I guess, in, when you're looking at more of the Olympic sports yeah. um, versus football and right. basketball. Right. Um, but it'll, I think, it, as football and basketball, it's going to shift some of those top programs, or it has the yeah. potential to. Sure. Um, and is that so bad? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Right. Especially right. looking at football, who it's like the top tier is the top tier. And yeah. There's not a lot of, um, uh, I don't know, out, outside of that. Yeah. What they say, the, the five star recruits, I right. think they all go to the same five programs. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which 
I know this is a side note, but I think yeah. the 12-team playoff will help with that as well. That's true. That's um, true. Yeah. That expansion. So. A lot of I, things move. Yeah. <laughs> NIL for coaches. Is it a thing, or does that just go into more because they're coaches, more of like a partnership type of thing? Because like, I, don't, I don't know the, the NCAA rule with coaches in NILs, but... Is it? I think they've always been able to do it. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that yeah, they haven't had any restrictions. Um, I don't know how many coaches. Yeah, I was curious, and I don't think that you know, coaches. I mean, some of them have big platforms. Um, they've really worked on. I think a lot of yeah. them are going. No, I want to stay off my phone. Right. Right. For my athletes to not be on their phones as right, much as possible, right. or as much as they are, also. But um, how can how can Going back to the college athletes scene, how can, aside from getting started, like how can athletes now promote their brands better? Like if if they're they have a small deal, if they want to get a bigger deal, like how, how can they go about promoting themselves? Yeah, I mean, this is something. And when I talked to the high school coaches yesterday, um, and what high school athletes can do is like really be intentional with building that personal brand. Like understanding what are your values, what are your traits, what separates you from you know not only your teammates and other athletes in your sport, but even as like an individual compared to all college athletes. Right. And how can you then kind of strategize to build content and continue to deliver that to your audience. Like, why does your audience follow you outside of your status as an athlete? Right. Um, and I think in terms of the deals, though, and this is something also I talk to San Diego State athletes a lot, because obviously it's much more advantageous for them to have a longer partnership right. um, that they can deliver on every month, but it goes for, let's say, a year. To, most brands are not willing to start there yeah. um, unless yeah. you're a really high-profile athlete. Right. And so... I think starting with a smaller kind of one-off, you know, here's the post, here's the deliverables, um, making sure that you're tracking all of your analytics. So if it's an activation through Instagram, make sure yeah. your business profile is on and you can see through that post, you know, what were what were the impressions yeah. and the viewership and, and the engagement. You can use that to sell to the businesses, right? Yeah. yeah. And so after you do that one... Um, one-off type activation and then you can grab those analytics and go back to the company if you know, was successful right, and say, right. hey, here are my numbers. Um, here's what I was able to drive for your company. Can we look at you know a longer, like a three-month type partnership where I'm going to be doing more of these posts, more of the promotion of right. your products and services for more compensation. That makes sense. Um, and growing from there. Yeah. So it really is still having to prove themselves kind of sure, up front sure. and going back. Okay. Do you miss coaching? Yeah. You do? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, yeah. I won't say I, I don't miss the recruiting aspect yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, coaching. I thought that was just tough. Sure. Um, but definitely the on-court. How, do, how does what you're doing now relate to how you were as a coach? Like, what are, what are some of the transferable skills? You know, I always... So, one of the reasons I was so interested in the NIL space... Um, was because when I think back to the players that I used to coach, man, like there were some very entrepreneurial athletes yeah. that would have just, and they, I don't think they would have done the social media side of it as much. I mean, potentially, but really, the, the coaching the camps and starting clubs and, and having you know their their art up on an Etsy shop and being able to profit off their NIL is something that I think we would have loved to do. Yeah. And like I would have loved to help them with that aspect of it as well. Um, and so I think I don't know. I was. In the fun role of an assistant coach uh, yeah. for my coaching time, so I got to have the relationships with the athletes and help them with things not only you know on the court but all right. their off the court type life as well. So sure. I still get to do all <laughs> yeah, that off the yeah, court yeah. type right. life stuff with the okay. athletes. What's been the most memorable 
time so far after starting the NIL network? Like what's been, what's up, what's up, we'll go happy and then challenging moment. Like what, what are some of the challenges you're facing, but also, you know, what can you look back on and say, I'm happy I did this, it's the right move. Yes, that was a pretty good thing. No. Yeah. Um, I love that it is, it is such an entrepreneurial industry. And yeah. I, I don't know if I can pinpoint one exact moment that was really like defining, but it has just been interesting, you know, building those relationships, having, I, I guess maybe this uh, sports network one time reached out to me and wanted me to come on like live to their show. That's and, pretty cool. Like, Huh. Yeah. Big, you're big time yeah, now. Yeah. Like, okay, I guess so. Like, yeah. uh, it was a very random type, I don't know, inquiry thing. I was like, okay, right. do this. Too. Yeah. Um, and the United Soccer Coaches reaches out to you, and now, yeah. now you're speaking all over the world. Um, yeah, and, and it's been an interesting process for me as well because I am pretty introverted and uh, <laughs> starting off in this and people requesting meetings and then yeah. being on podcasts and progressing to TV networks and things and I'm going, gosh, like a couple months ago this would have made me so uncomfortable. Right, but now right. it's like, okay, get it's comfortable just, being uncomfortable. Right, I guess. right. And, um, so yeah, that's been, that's been really fun and a really good part. Um, I think that Last year, so I presented, uh, I think I did like four or five of the coaching conventions. Um, and again, using like my background in coaching and being yeah. like that, like I wanted to always help my players. Right, right. Um, I didn't really understand all the frustrations that coaches were having with this. You know, last year it was almost six months in. Um, and I just think that there was a lot more, uh, I don't want to say negativity, but sure. it was just. I was so excited, and everyone else was like, this is not <laughs> And they the devil, right? The yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh man, okay. Uh, See, I, th I think it's, I think it is a great thing. As a coach, I mean, I think it's awesome for athletes to be able to promote themselves, and, you know, and, and they should, should be able to, to get paid and get all the free stuff that college students need, because... For all the athletes not playing football or basketball, scholarship money is different, right? So you're, you know, you're, not everyone's on a full ride. Not, you know, everyone's money looks different. So, you know, you're depriving the students, you know, whose dream it is to go play Division One, whatever it may be, from making making money and promoting themselves. So, so, me personally, I think it's awesome. Um, with the football stuff, I mean, that's a different stuff. I won't, I won't get into that in my opinions because nobody cares about what I think about that. So, but from a Olympic sport, I think it's I think it's great. Yeah, and I think something I always go back to with coaches as well because you know like a lot of them now are going okay well you know I see that this is the right thing to do, um, but I still don't really want that distraction right. in our locker room on the field that type of thing. How do I prevent that? Yeah. And you know I really don't think it goes back to the coach to set those standards at the beginning of the year. Right. Like if you have your your team book or whatnot that you're updating with guidelines yeah. around that and, and really saying, you know, this is our, our team culture is nothing NIL during team activities. Don't talk about it, don't you guys film TikToks, like setting those standards as a coach, I think just and, and, and making sure that you're actually right. you know, staying up with it um, is really important because at this point only about 20% of athletes across the country have are participating in NIL at all. 20? 20%, yeah. And I would say that number Will grow because high school athletes sure, are looking sure. up at it. They're preparing, they're strategizing, right, they're excited right, about right. it. Um, but you know, within any team, then 
Like, you have kids that they don't even want to be on social media. Right, they don't right. want a camera in their face. Like they, they're there to train um, right. and to go to school. And I think that that is, it can be really tough and probably annoying for them yeah. if they don't have those standards right. kind of set in their coach. It, it was pretty cool for us. Um, at Pitt, some of our girls, they were approached all the time. They're like, no, I don't want to, I'm in season. Like, don't, don't talk to me about any, I'm like, that's very admirable because I don't know me personally. I'd, I'd probably have a hard time turning down that during season, right? Some of our girls now, um, out of season, like we have some of the local Dunkin' Donuts, local roots, and they just, you know, insomnia, they just get to post and get all the free food. Like, free food, it's awesome. Even yeah. for me now, not yet. I'll yeah. take a free meal. I think it's like another another topic with NIL is like they these athletes have the most eyes on their social media accounts when they're in season. Right. Um, and so I think a big education for them as well is like how can you prepare before season to set these kind of things up oh, that's clever. and then not actually or like you're not doing the work then when you're right. in season. Right. Just like have the drafts saved yeah. and then well, on these dates just post them. You don't have to think about it. You have the caption, right? All that yep. stuff and then just So there was actually a uh, a restaurant that did a um, activation with football athletes all over the country mm -hmm. and I really liked their strategy was like they were doing all the, the content creation the filming during the summer even before yeah. the athletes had like reported for you know their first practice right um, and then they all had uh, the social media kind of planning calendar where the athletes just pop that in there so like it was all set to go on certain dates around their games anyway right um, or after their games and so they didn't so, have to at all they didn't yeah. have to press publish it was already all set to go that's awesome um, and I think that that is yeah. something that's probably going to continue to grow because we all know how busy they are yeah yeah, yeah. no I mean I mean that makes sense I remember a while back at one of these coaches conventions I was just listening to something about social media and branding it's like the guy was like you gotta set your drafts like you gotta just plan these posts like your life will change once you just take some time and plan posts and it's like it makes sense instead of it looming yeah. over your head right right yeah so <clears throat> last question I like to wrap up with in whenever, whatever time NIL network what's the legacy that you want to leave with the NIL network once whenever you're done with it once you pass it off and sell it for like 10 billion dollars that is yes that'll be great. yeah no, uh, <laughs> you know so one of the things that I'm really working on right now and it's six months overdue mm -hmm. um is really so an issue I see in this space is that because it's such a wild west, there really isn't a barrier to entry to kind of call yourself an NIL agent or right. whatnot. Um, I want to believe that you know ninety-five percent of these companies are in it for the right reasons, and then they, you know, are out to support athletes. Of course, they have to their business; they have to make their money sure. as well. Um, but that was one of my my fears with you know starting an IL network that there was going to be a lot of kind of these predators in the space. Like yeah. we we know that college sports has a ton of money around it. Um, it's an industry that people are dreaming of working in. Right. Um, and so yeah, like I've, I've seen some of these contracts and things, and I'm like, gosh, like athletes are having a hard time um, understanding who's credible, who is a good business to work with, right. um, and. Yeah. It's almost it's it's causing a lot of friction in the space because you know it, and luckily they are a little like um, you know they're not jumping at every type of opportunity right, right. or stepping back and going how do I know I can trust you like what's your track record sure, sure yeah. I don't have that track record right. yet but long story long um, I am creating something called NIL Verified which is a business verification process yeah. um, I partnered with an attorney who's a former Power Five compliance director gotcha. and we put together this process. Um, 
and companies that go through that, then they become part of like the NIL verified network, which is a group of credible, transparent companies um, that um, athletes can feel confident yeah. working with. And That's so, awesome. yeah, we're we're launching that. We've got uh, eight initial members. Nice. Um, I feel like I've been saying a few weeks. For, yeah, yeah. You know, the past couple <laughs> months now, but getting pretty close to getting that out there and um, also have probably a wait list of another 20 or so companies that are interested in being part of that. And I think that that will really help to kind of pull the industry together a little bit. For sure. Um, and I think with that as well, an issue I had as an administrator is because you know, all these companies reach out and say, can you introduce me to sure. 500 of your athletes? And you're going, well, A, like, if I send this out to them, that's essentially an endorsement by CBS right. State right. to say, Go get on this platform, yeah. and I can't verify that you, you have are, to vet all the companies. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, additionally, you can't be sending out a platform every week or a business sure. to right. your athletes. You're like they're going to be inundated and overwhelmed. Right. Um, and so, one thing that I'm excited about doing as well is I'm putting together kind of these nil virtual expos. Is what I'm calling it, nice. where it's yeah. School can do this once a year, twice a year, this semester if they want. Um, where it's all this group of you know, companies that have been vetted by a third party that are part of the NIL verified network. Right. Athletes can opt into a one hour Zoom and they hear from each company for five minutes. And then they can understand, you know, like after that, what resonated with them, what platform did they like. They're hearing from the founders of these companies. Um, and so I think that that'll be a, a really cool opportunity for admins to kind of do, you know, they want their athletes to be successful in this. Right. It's just a hard place that they're in right now. Um, and so hoping that that'll help them help the athletes and sure. then just overall kind of lift all boats, yeah. I guess. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. That's going to that's gonna be, I can't, I can't wait for the future of NIL. I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm, I'm excited to see NIL Network lead it all. Thank you. So, thanks, Michelle.